Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Where's our co-host, Randy Griggs? Uh, Randy is uh, off doing Randy stuff, uh, gallivanting around. I-, I imagine Randy is a gallivanter. Um, I don't even know what that means. But uh, Randy is on location, on assignment and will uh, unfortunately not be joining us uh, this evening. But I've got the boys back in the dojo dugout. What's going on back in Colorado, boys? Well, 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 here we are. Uh, couldn't be more excited about tonight. I got I got my new shirt on. Uh, what do you think about that, Rob? I like it. You, you're, 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 are you a uh, Sopranos fan? You know, uh, I've tried watching the Sopranos a few times. And like three times actually, and I've stopped pretty much the same spot every time and got, never gone back to you got, it. You got to keep going, brother. You got to keep going. It's the best yeah, show of all time. I got to power through, uh, but uh, it just oh, new stuff always pops up, and I never come around to it. But you know, obviously, I've heard good things. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, it's one of the. It's only, so I I got this in the mail, and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna compete with with Robbie. He's always he always has some sort of cool shirt to share on the show so i I've got I, a cool I got, shirt to share tonight i know you do i know i i, I thought i was gonna win but now i'm not so sure like, <laughs> it's funny i saw you post that shirt and i thought i didn't i thought maybe it was like a family thing because <laughs> you know you've got some of that italian blood in yeah. you as i do uh but i i didn't recognize it for for what it was obviously i never watched that show is that is that the place that he's eating at the end of the series when everything no, was black no this is the place where they always <laughs> hang out out front in like uh you know like lawn chairs and uh, sort of like do their you know talk about mob stuff you know yeah, they do they're 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 mobbery they're they're mobbery and uh <laughs> so um so guys if you're watching the show tonight on facebook first and foremost please share the show help us out do a guy a favor give us a solid share the show smash that like button do all those things and if you're listening on podcast later on spotify uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all of that kind of stuff. You know, give us a give us a review. Uh, uh, if you, five stars, if you if you like what we're trying to do here, it really does make a huge difference in the in the algorithms, Robbie. I, you know, we are a slave to the algorithms. We're a slave it's, to the algorithms. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a little uh, it's a little disconcerting, really. But it is amazing how much a difference one uh, five star rating or twenty. If you're so inclined, uh, could actually actually uh, 
help a little bit. Look, I realize I'm looking at the lighting and I'm like washed out today. It's really bright eh? in uh, in lot B minus here today. Well, you know, it could just be uh, could be that fall fall sunshine. I'm, I'm still it's, I'm, it's the afterglow of, of Halloween. I'm still <laughs> hanging on to it. I'm looking at my phone and the show, and you look fine. Hmm. So Maybe it's just my screen then. I don't know. Anyways, uh, get this, guys. If you, if yeah. you're watching, uh, let's go to the producer, uh, Matt. Well, How are Matt's you doing, so Matt? <laughs> now, guys, uh, here's the deal. Um, Matt, our, our our normal, he's our normal uh, uh, bartender and our normal studio audience guy. Uh, here's the thing, Jordan and Sarah, baby on the way. Uh, they are at the hospital right now. And so all this is like me and Matt, we're doing our best to try to make all this stuff happen. Work. And Matt's doing a fantastic job. Matt, uh, thank you so much for, for, uh, filling in tonight, uh, for the incomparable, uh, wonder boy producer kid, Jordan. That's very nice of you to always be here for that. Um, and Matt's going to join in on the fun too. He's got himself a, uh, a cocktail, uh, as well. Um, Robbie, do you want to tell everybody what, uh, yeah, well, we'll what we jump got in going? and I, I like Matt has a pretty serious pairing going over there, but yep. we'll get into it in a second here. So we are, uh, continuing down the mocktail road here, uh, which <laughs> doesn't sound like a very exciting trip, does it? <laughs> uh, but, uh, we're in the second episode of our uh, mocktail segment here in season two and we're going or season two. Wow. Season four. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And we are going with uh, kind of a classic, like a different take on a classic. Uh, it's the not-so-spiked Arnold Palmer from our good friends at thezeroproof.com. Uh, they, I, I don't know them, but I figured I'd say our good friends. Anyway, friends of the show, is that what they normally say? Sure. Um, yeah, something like that. And they have um, all their recipes have uh, zero alcohol in them. And, and to be Totally honest, uh, my recipe actually has a little bit of alcohol in it because I did not use alcohol-free mm. uh, vanilla extract. Do you have any idea how much alcohol is in vanilla extract? No. It's like 40%. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. yeah, I did not know crazy. that. Yeah, it's crazy how much alcohol is in it. And I had I knew there was alcohol in it, and I don't, I don't know why this stuck with me. But I was, as a kid, I watched a movie, and I don't know if it was like an after-school special or something. But uh, dad had a drinking problem, and he was trying to, like, hide it from the family. So maybe right. this wasn't an after-school special. It was something else. And uh, uh, and he's trying to hide it. And I just remember there was a scene where he takes the the big bottle of vanilla extract and just, like, chugging it. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, like, that's just gross, dude. Like, what are you doing? And then it was turns out that it had alcohol in it. And, well, uh, not only that, but that's literally the most expensive high that guy could have ever yeah, got in his right? entire yeah. life. <laughs> you think regular regular vanilla extract is expensive, and it is. Oh, God, try buy vanilla beans. They're nuts. But uh, alcohol-free vanilla extract apparently is like twice the price. So uh, I ignored that step. I just went with regular uh, vanilla extract. But I think that's fair. So, that's fair. Yeah, I think it's – I mean it's a negligible amount. We're talking about two, tables, two tablespoons in what, like five cups of liquid? So it's, it's negligible. Nobody's going to know. Um so this is the not-so-spiked Arnold Palmer. We go with three cups of brewed black tea, chilled. Now, remember, <laughs> wait, when you're saying this, Robbie, yeah. um, you're saying th that recipe's for six. Yeah, this makes, well, it depends on how big you want them to be. Like, this was probably, okay. and my glass is pretty full. It's about a third of it. Actually, I still have a fair amount left. I mean, this is the pitcher. 
this is still what's left in there. So we're still doing all right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this makes this makes several cock- mocktails. And it really actually is just kind of more like a juice, really. You can just keep it in the fridge and we'll keep for a few days, I would think. Um, <clears throat> so we go three cups brewed black tea and any kind of black tea that you like. Uh, I don't even know which kind I used. Uh, you want to chill that. You do a half a cup of lemon juice. Pour that in there. One to two tablespoons of honey or to taste. I went with like four tablespoons of honey mm. just to get that little bit of a smooth sweetness. The lemon was really, really tart. I don't know if it was the lemons that I had were super tart or what. But this was – if I when I made it specifically to the recipe, it was really tart. So I added a little extra honey uh, and then two tablespoons of alcohol-free or regular vanilla extract. And you just mix all that together. Super, super simple. And it's – it tastes like an Arnold Palmer, man, but it, it tastes like an Arnold Palmer with a twist. That vanilla, and if you read in the description here from our good friends at thezeroproof.com, the vanilla is kind of supposed to mimic the flavor, maybe the, the nose of having some bourbon in there. Okay. And it really does add another layer, I think, of flavor. definitely adds another layer of flavor. And it's more of an aroma thing for me. I, I smell it a lot more than I taste it. Um, but it does give a nice little twist to it after, you know, when we get into the, the second half to the, the after hours portion of our show, I'll be adding uh, a little bit of, of old Forrester in there just to see if that makes much of a difference. Robbie, I got, I got in. the, uh, almost the same one. I got the 86, uh, you have the hundred, which is the much better version of the old Forrester, but, uh, we were making, um, whiskey sours on Halloween. So uh, I've got this this eighty six standing by that I'll add to my. Me and Matt are going to add that to our. Uh, our, our the uh, leaded version. We'll go the, leaded. In the the leaded now. soon, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I like the eighty six because it, you can just drink it. Like right, it's a more of a sipper, you know. And um, but as soon as you taste that one hundred, yeah, it's hard. To you're just like wow, yeah. like this is such such a big deal. You know what's crazy about that too, Matt is. The 86 and the 100 price wise, they're so close. They're very similar. Yeah, you know, it's like a three, like four dollars. Yeah, it's usually yeah. you can't find the 100, so you get the 86. But then yeah. you're drinking and you're like, it's good. If you're if if you're watching the show, and you're like not sure where to start with bourbon, I almost always recommend that Old Forester 100 just because it's so cheap, it's so available, it's so it's got the mouthfeel that you want and. It's such a it's a good way to like dip your toes, so to speak, into the you know the bourbon arena. It's fantastic. I remember there was a dojo guy in Oklahoma that like turned us on to that like way back in the day. And he was like, because we, we were familiar with Old Forester, but he was like, oh, the hundred, you got to go with the hundred. And we we're like, ah, whatever. And then it's sure enough, man, he 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 totally sold us on that. Like it is, it is definitely the you know for twenty three bucks, you can't beat that, Matt. No, definitely. No. Cool beans. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the best ones for for that price. Uh, the you know standard Elijah Craig, I guess that's the small batch. It usually checks in around twenty nine. That's a good one too. Uh, I had uh, we went and visited some friends um, over the weekend, and actually that was where I scored uh, Eric, where I sent you that photo of uh, of the mm-hmm. bourbon that I scored mm-hmm. this week. Right. I found a really cool liquor store that had. We're in California, so we're never going to pay like exact MSRP, but it wasn't marked up so bad. Um, I, I got that bottle of, uh, the E.H. Taylor, which I think the MSRP on that for the small batch is like 60, mm. 55. And they had it marked up to 69. So it was like 
I paid for the shipping, whoever they, whoever they got to send it to them, because yeah. I can never find that out here in California. So paying an extra few bucks wasn't so bad. Um, but anyway, we get to the to our friend's house, and he's got some of the Kirkland brand mm-hmm. whiskey, which I've never tried any of that stuff before. And he had it was a hundred proof small batch. Uh, I don't, and I don't know uh, what distillery it came out of. In seventeen ninety two. Is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, it was actually that was pretty good too, for and I think that one's only like nineteen bucks. Yeah, uh, for the with the green label on it. <clears throat> yeah, I think all of those are seventeen ninety two. Matt, don't we have? You don't. You don't need to get it, but uh, we have a bottle sitting right over yeah. there across the way from me right now. I'm looking at it, and I think they're all from seventeen ninety two. I, I know there's three of them, Robbie. There's, there's the the base one, and then there's a small batch one, and then there's a barrel proof one. I'm pretty sure. I thought yeah. they were, I thought they were all 1792. I could be wrong about that. Oh, they, they may be. I didn't look into it at all. I don't think any of them have age statements. They're they're Scotch. The Kirkland Scotch all have age statements, um, <clears throat> and apparently they have a a 20, 22 year twenty two year Scotch. They sell for like sixty four dollars a bottle, and mm. apparently it's phenomenal. But I've mm. never had it. Uh, you wouldn't like it because it tastes like Scotch, <laughs> but. Uh, that's, that's, that's not, not that is not true. <laughs> I I don't want to be branded as that guy. I'm just, you know, just I would say, you know, Casey uh, from Crux brought over a uh, what was that? The Glenn Fetich 18, Matt. Yeah, I think it was a 14, maybe. And not, but then the next time, the next night, he brought over the 18. Oh right. And it was good. It was yeah. good. I don't want to be that guy, Robbie. I'm not going to be that uh, that guy that's just like no, no, I can't, I can't drink that. No, I'll, I'm. I want to try it all, man. I'm I'm open and and I've had some scotches that I I really do like. I I, I admit I'm not big on the real peaty ones, um, but uh, yeah, I want to try everything. I'm I'm open minded. Yeah, the the peaty stuff is uh, is an acquired taste, and not everybody uh, wants to take the time to acquire it. <clears throat> I was kind of forced to, so uh, that's how that. My wife bought me a bottle. I'm sure I've told this story, but she bought me a bottle of uh, of the Lefroig 10, which is like super burnt car tires and campfire flavor. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And I hated it. (laughs) But she bought the bottle as a gift. So every now and again, she'd say, oh, do you want to have – she would always bring it up. Oh, do you want to have that one that I bought you? Oh, yeah, 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 that's great. I always forget about that one. No, I just didn't want to drink it. And by the third time I had it, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty damn good. Um, Anyway, but I digress. Uh, So with the pairing today – uh, Eric, I think you and I are kind of in a similar place here. What was it that you went with? So I've, you know, this is funny because this cigar, for the longest time, and which I love this particular cigar, this the uh, Perdomo uh, Double Age 12-Year Vintage Connecticut, and I've always said to myself, this cigar reminds me of tea and honey. Um, hmm. That's the flavor that I, I've always got when I... When I uh, smoked the cigar, so then when when you came up with this uh, the drink idea, the Arnold Palmer, it was like tea, honey, lemon. I was like, wow, this I'm this seems like a match made in heaven. Um, so I'm going to go with this Perdomo. Now the interesting thing, well, we'll get into that more later. Let's hear what what you guys are pairing first before we delve too deeply into mine. But that's what I'm going with the. Matt, I thought it looked like you had something special that you were smoking. I do. I don't know if you can see. I'm not as good as Jordan. Uh, but it's the Dojo Davidoff. And honestly, actually, I always think of creamy, nutty green tea when I smoke this. So I thought almost the same lines as Sensei. Like, oh, yeah, it's got a 
pair pretty good with tea. Definitely the nuttiness of that um, could be a, a, ne- a neat little flavor hook for you, Matt, because that that is uh, has that real nutty flavor. But yeah, that's a good pick. I, I I'm, I'm impressed with you. That was a. I don't think you could go wrong pairing this with just about anything, though. So. Wow. <laughs> that is that is that is a really good cigar. And Davidoff, actually, when I was trying to come up with my pairing, <clears throat> was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, but I am in a never-ending cycle of trying to organize my humidor, so I don't know where anything is. And I was looking in there, and I thought, okay, where would I keep all my Davidoff stuff? Not like I have this gigantic Davidoff stash. It's not like that. Um, but I've got you know a little bit here and there of things that I've accumulated over the years. And I couldn't find any of them. I spent like 45 minutes looking and I couldn't find a damn thing. So <clears throat> the next thing that popped into my head and you were saying, Eric, like, uh, there's there's Connecticut's out there that it, you get that kind of honey vibe from. And the Diamond Crown Connecticut is one mm. uh, is one that I always get that honey and like cedary kind of vibe from. And I wanted to go and there's a little bit of cabinet spices in there, too. And so I thought <clears throat> pull out on that honey sweetness and maybe we can find some some synergy there. So right. we'll see how that goes. Um, I haven't had this cigar in a long time and it's really good. I, the, the diamond crown stuff, you can't really go wrong with it. It's expensive. Um, I think the MSRP on this is like around 15 bucks on, on these, uh, on the Connecticut's depending on where you buy it from, obviously. But, um, they're a bit pricey, but they smoke really well. It's, it's, they, it reminds me of smoking a Davidoff, honestly, or, or like a, yeah, like a Davidoff, probably like a almost Almost Davidoff-ish, but not quite there. Right, <laughs> right. I saw uh, Kevin Acuff. He's going with a Cavalier. Uh, Tanner Cole said he's going with a um, a War Zone, but he doesn't have the drink. Now the War Zone could be that's that, that's that, aggressive. That's <laughs> aggressive for the drink, but he doesn't have the drink, so I guess I can understand that. Um, Jeff Howard says the uh, Perdomo uh, Lot Twenty Three. That's a good yeah. pick. That's a very. I thought that was interesting too. Oh my gosh, Bill Powers going with the Ferriotego Elegancia. Oh my gosh, Robbie, I smoked. Uh, we had Michael on the show Friday, and Jordan smoked the Generoso. I smoked the Elegancia. Look, you guys know I'm an honest guy, and and Michael does not sponsor the show. He doesn't sponsor the Dojoverse. He doesn't. He, we, I have no connection to him at all i'm just telling you right now robbie that's one of the best cigars i've smoked in five years i kid you not it is Mm. absolutely fantastic so bill powers that's i think bill powers is got a great pick especially with this drink uh barry's going with the uh oliva v milanio mike hankins said he's doing a perdomo uh connecticut so um so the guy Perdomo's out there. Yeah, that I guess a lot of guys were thinking sort of the same, along the same lines I was. And and to be frank, your di- your Diamond Crown probably is sort of in that same realm. Yeah, we're, I think yours probably has a bit more uh, <clears throat> body to it. Uh, this is definitely on the more mild, uh, mild to medium minus side of things. Uh, I think those uh, those Perdomos are probably a little bit more robust. On the flavor side too, I would think, but very very tasty. Um, yeah, sometimes when I'm when we're doing a show, <clears throat> pull back the curtain a little bit. When we're doing a show, especially one like this, where it's a different kind of pairing, like I don't really pair with tea very often. I don't know if we've ever done tea before uh, on the show. Um, and then you have that lemon citrus, 
and there's honey in there. There's going to be some interesting flavors to choose from. Sometimes I'll just Google, you know, go to go to the Google machine and say cigars that taste like honey. Mm. And you'll some you'll find different websites. Some of them will pop up on the dojo, some other websites. And I saw a ton of Perdomos. And that was where I was actually going to smoke the same thing that you were smoking. That was the second thing I thought of. Or it was this in the second right after Davidoff, I was thinking Perdomo. And then I found this uh, this diamond crown. So I knew I had one in my pocket just in case. But I, I looked for a Perdomo. Uh, the same one that you're smoking because it does have that that honey and I didn't see tea but I did see honey notes in there so it's it's sometimes it's as easy as just doing that if you want to get an idea for a pairing right right and I this cigar isn't listed as taste you know their their flavor notes on this don't have uh, tea in it but I've always thought it had a kind of a tea flavor and um, but certainly without question has the honey note in it um and and you you were right when you said this is a pretty robust smoke it it is a pretty uh robust smoke and i've got this crazy big um churchill version of it that i had to start before the show because it's it's so massive <laughs> that i figured i need i would need to start it a little bit early but the cool thing about this cigar boys is these cigars um this is one of the more rare unique cigars that anybody does perdomo or anybody else because that first they age the tobacco 10 years, and then they age it a second time, hence the double-aged um, moniker that it has, in bourbon barrels, charred oak uh, bourbon barrels. And so you're, you're, getting, you're not getting a bourbon flavor at all. They, the bourbon flavor is not imparted at all. But because of the heat and the pressure, they're able to sort of like, I hate saying double fermentation, although that's what Nick would say, most people would say you cannot double ferment tobacco. Like it's, it's literally impossible. You can't do it. Once it's fermented, it's fermented. However, putting it in that barrel with the pressure and the heat, they're able to uh, break down the tobacco a little bit further for two more years. So now you've got twelve years. And what I like about doing, uh, what I like about what they've done, Robbie, with this cigar, is. The flavors of all the tobaccos just meld together in a buttery, honey, kind of sweet uh, flavor, but just so much explodes into your mouth of flavor, kind of like a bourbon when you take just a little sip of it when it's neat, and then you just let the, the bourbon do the work on your palate. Like That's what they've accomplished with this cigar, and that's why it's one of my favorites, because they take so much effort and time into making this cigar. But yet they're they're affordable. Like this is like a ten dollars stick, Rob. Yeah, that's you guys. We've <clears throat> I've smoked more Perdomo since I started doing the show with you guys than I think I ever had in my life. And it was I think we've talked about this before. It was a brand that I just kind of for whatever reason uh, just didn't gravitate towards. You know, there, I'd smoked smoke it here and there, but I would never seek it out. Uh, but over the last what like three years. It just seems like everything that they've been releasing has been fire. Like all the cigars have been great and you can always find them. There's never a shortage. I mean, unless you're looking for something super specific, but for the most part, you can find pretty much everything reasonable prices. And I haven't had a bad one. It, and they, it, they don't let you down. You know, what's funny is it, it reminds me a little bit of like old Forester, right? Like mm. it's like this, it's the, it's the old Forester of, of the cigar world in that, yeah, like, just like you said, like they're easily, uh, you can find them in pretty much any, you know, brick and mortar. They're affordable. They're usually available. 
Although I will say I was I went to buy a box of these the other day, and online they were all sold out almost everywhere. I can't mm. remember where I finally did find these, but um, so there there may be a bit of a run on them. And and Robbie, I'm the same way as you. Like for the longest time, like I did not gravitate towards Perdomo. And then we took a trip. Uh, I think we were releasing the Sarsaparilla at Famous or something like that. And Jeff Todd, uh, obviously big Dojo Reverse guy, Jeff Todd, he brought us. We went to a uh, Holtz, you know, Holtz in um, mm-hmm. in uh, Pennsylvania, and there was a Perdomo event. Nick was there. Nick Jr. was there. Arthur was there. The whole Perdomo was team team was there. And I was like, all right, Jeff, uh, get, you know, make have me smoke the best the Press Perdomo that you like, and he got me this exact cigar, and he was like, "I think you'll like it." And ever since that day, Rob, I have been smoking these like crazy. I almost I have at least one a week, um, and so I've been hooked on them just like you for the last three years. Like it's it's no joke. Like uh, there's something about these cigars that just really really pair well with bourbon, pair well with what we're what we're drinking tonight, but. Yeah, it's great having something that's readily available that you don't have to fight for, yet it still performs super well. Yeah, that's funny. I feel like you're smoking one of those every day. Every time I look at the – it's either you or Jordan. I don't know what I see on the Dojo feed, on the, the Instagram feed or on the Facebook or popping up on the, uh, the Dojo verse. It seems like you're always smoking that, um, which I totally understand. Um, <laughs> So to go in a little bit of a background on the Diamond Crown, uh, Connecticut, the cigar has been around for a while, um, 1995, zero graduate high school. A um, little peek behind the curtain there. That's how old I am. Um, You're a youngster. Has it, yeah, it's still, still doing it. Uh, they've got, it's got a five-year age Connecticut shade wrapper, uh, binder from the Dominican, a selection of five different fillers from the Caribbean and Central America. Made it to Bacalera Fuente. Uh, this is, it's, I, I think Diamond Crown is a little bit underrated or maybe overlooked. They're, um, do I even know about the Dojo Verse? Yeah, of course I do. I've been checking in. I just don't tag you and I'm Patrick. Um, <clears throat> uh, see, he threw me off. What was I saying? <laughs> underrated. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Diamond Crown is kind of underrated. Like, it's the kind of cigar that every time I smoke them, they're really good. But I find myself not really reaching for them, and I wonder, I wonder why. Is it, is it like a, is it the price point that maybe throws me off a little bit? Because they are pretty, pretty pricey. But when you look at this, and then the Diamond Crown Maximus is a damn fine cigar. Uh, the uh, Julius Caesar is legit. I love that cigar, but I haven't smoked one in a long time. I really think though that the um, the Connecticut that you have in the Diamond Crown, just a regular between the Maduro and the connecticut i i prefer the one that you are smoking like that that's a cigar i could smoke all the time I don't, i'm not saying i dislike the maduro i just i prefer the one that you have it's a yeah. b- better cigar in my opinion yeah it's, this is a good one it's going pretty well with what we're doing so far we can get into the flavor uh here in a minute um matt how's uh, how's that uh, davidoff working out oh man it's it's great so I've i've always kind of felt like with davidoff they have this like uh, I, I don't know if it's the Yamasa or what, but it's like that deep green, like earthy tea. And then like, like I said, the nuttiness is just pulling it all together with the drink. And I don't know. I'm enjoying it. That, now, Matt, that's a, uh, that's a unicorn baby. I mean, I there's only so many of those. I think I've only got six left after this one. So. Oh, you're going to have to take them yes. super slow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was asking, uh, I saw a comment earlier. said uh, the Davidoff Dojo two 
Yeah. Question mark? Who knows? Question mark? Question mark? Who knows? Um, that, Who knows what will happen? That would be uh, one that I would definitely be interested in. I've got a couple sitting in my humidor. I've smoked uh, a couple myself. Um, damn, damn, damn fine cigar. We saw those. Didn't we see those when we were in Vegas? Well, Didn't they have them at the, at the Davidoff... Uh, little Davidoff shop there? I know one year when we went, they had some, but then I think the last couple times we've... They did, yeah. They've, yeah, they were like, oh. I think it was 2019 that they had it. Yeah, they might have had a... I think they had a few, and we were like, oh, that's cool, you know? Like, um, so... Thought about thought about buying them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we ended up not, because it's it's Vegas, man. Everything's like <laughs> triple the price. Talk, right. about, uh, talk about markups. Um, and you know what? That actually reminds me that 2019 was the first time that Randy Griggs oh. was with us in Las Vegas. And even though Randy Griggs... Randy! 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 There is no question that Drew pivotal and foundational partner to Cigar Dojo and the Dojo community. From the very first cigar collaboration, the Undercrown Maduro Dogma, to the epic stories of Dojo trips to Cigar Safari, not to mention a certain exceptionally handsome digital media manager, Drew Estate has been a champion and supporting <laughs> pillar of the Cigar Dojo community. Robbie Raz and I couldn't be more honored to have that support continue with the sponsorship of your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey. Drew Estate, the number one premium brand in existence. The makers of Acid, Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, they have some of the best cigars available in the world. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick and mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smoke In. Smoke In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. Wow. It was almost like he was here. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, was, I said I, I don't think that the audience can hear me when that's playing, but uh, I, I couldn't the hear the audience them. approve of the recorded read. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, what, what are you going to do? There's, there's no Randy here and you don't, I, I thought maybe Eric could pull one off, uh -huh. but this was kind of like a last minute situation. So we, we had some, some late changes, so we didn't want to, didn't want to screw it up, but I'm, I'm watching that read and I, I, I can't hear it. I don't have the volume. <laughs> and I was, I just had this thought. I was like, I can't hear it, but I can hear it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, you could probably sort of hear it just from the audio, you know, from the studio all the way to, uh. You know, the West Coast where you're at because, you know, he's so intense. You listen on the wind. It, it, it flows in. It takes a little while to get here. By the end of the show, I'll be able to hear it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you for Randy for uh, checking in uh, on the road. Um, and Randy will be back next week. We actually have a special episode next week that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, so while I had a chance, 
I went and uh, mixed Ooh. up a, uh, a leaded version here. Okay, here I go. I'm going to do that too. Uh, and I'll tell you what. I enjoy – this is really good without the whiskey in it. It doesn't need the whiskey. Uh, I love an Arnold Palmer. Um, this is the kind of thing that I will make. I'm going to make this probably on a regular basis because it's super easy to make and I can have it for a couple of days. But I just went with a shot and a half – ounce and a half of old forester in here and i don't know how much i don't know three or four ounces of the uh of the arnold palmer mix and i'm tell you what this is legit this works yeah i i kind of thought the same thing that you did that uh, you know it's you could have this just fine without the the bourbon and it's it's really good but in this case last week i gotta say the the shirley temple it it almost may have been better without the vodka. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 it sounds weird saying that, but I I kind of like the unleaded version a little bit better. To tonight, I'd say the leaded version is swapped. It's just a tad. It's a tad better than the unleaded version, in my opinion. Yeah, I think for me, I could go either way <clears throat> with these. Um, the the vanilla is enhanced a little bit when you add uh, the whiskey in. And it depends on the whiskey that you're using, obviously. Um, this is just what I grabbed because it was right there. Patrick. If I could have, what did he say? Patrick. Alcohol person's called a John Daly. That's, I, I've heard that. <laughs> that's I, great. That's, uh, that's, I've heard that that's true. That is a great. Mm. <clears throat> but that bourbon does add just a little bit, little bit of heat. This is not very, uh, not very leaded. Uh, with just an ounce and a half, but you could uh, you could go with more if you wanted to. I just wanted to get an idea of the flavor, but it really does enhance that that um, that that vanilla and a little bit of sweetness from that bourbon. There's also a little bit of spice from it too, a little bit of a kick. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is quite quite tasty. But I don't know. I'd have to flip a coin. It depends on the time of day, right? Before noon we go unleaded. Afternoon we go leaded, maybe. Yeah, and, and and also I think Robbie, this this drink. I mean, we're doing the mocktails section now. You know, it's fall. This drink certainly would be, you know, a little bit more in tune if this was August third and it was a hundred and four outside. Um, absolutely, absolutely. It it is a bit of a summery, refreshing. Get the lemon, the tea, of course, um, but. Uh, so you throw the bourbon in now, and it, it, the bourbon kind of helps it, uh, you know, fall into the fall uh, uh, sort of uh, s- side of things. I think the bourbon does help it right now since it's a little chilly and we're past, you know, Halloween and whatnot. Yeah, no, I would agree. It uh, it, it does add. And you could even, <clears throat> like, if you wanted to get fancy with this, you could add, um, like, an all-spice dram to it that's going to add a little bit of that wintry uh, spice if you wanted to go in that route. Um Hell, you could even add, even add like a, but then probably start tasting more like an apple. I don't know. That's not really what we're trying to accomplish here. But you could go with some of that spice just to 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 fall it up, if you will, to get a little more of that autumn vibe. You could add some pumpkin spice. Mm. I know you guys are big on the pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Now, but no, I mean for me. Yeah, for me, it's just just a little bit of bourbon in there, and this is uh, yeah, this is sitting in the right place. Now, it wasn't that long ago on the show that uh, we did a hot toddy, and we probably should have swapped uh, these, right? You know, it's basically like a cold, it's basically like a cold hot toddy um, when you mm, put mm-hmm. when you have the bourbon in there, at least. Um, in fact, when yeah. we, when we did the hot toddies, uh, the recipe that we 
used on the show didn't call for tea, but we normally do make it with tea. So um, this really is a, a cold version of what we make, a hot toddy sands the uh, cinnamon or clove, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, there, and there's no reason that you couldn't have this hot if you wanted to. Except you know, it, you, it'd be a hot toddy. Well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, you could, you could, you don't have to, I mean, it's hot tea that you're making and you could just mix it right away. Uh, throw the, the lemon and uh, and the vanilla and some honey and just with the hot tea, sure. And you're right, it's, some people would call that a hot toddy. It's, it's a, whatever you, whatever you decide that recipe is. Ours was a little bit different. We had the clove in there. Um, but hell, even adding some clove to this wouldn't be bad. No, absolutely. So yeah, so you're right. It is, it is kind of funny. We we're doing something very similar. We should have switched the dates. Although I do remember the day that we did it, it was actually pretty chilly here. So I think we got, we got pretty lucky cause it was about 75 degrees here today. Beautiful day. Yeah. It's a little chillier here, but not much. Um, you know, it's cool. This, this whole segment that we're doing, Robbie, the mocktails segment, cause we've been, you know, doing shows, uh, Smoke Night Live or Flavor Odyssey for, for years and years and years. And there's, and, the, and there's always guys, and, and rightfully so, you know, saying, hey, you know, I don't drink. I don't drink anymore. I've stopped drinking, da-da-da-da. Like, it would be cool if you guys could do some, some stuff that wasn't, you know, alcoholic. And here's the thing. It's like, there's, when you think of, say, the Shirley Temple, which we did last week, you, you, you have this vision in your mind of what they might serve your daughter if you go to the bar, you know, basically like seven up and some cherry juice and a, and a, mar- uh, and a cherry in there. But that drink last week, Robbie, was so good. Like I can, I can highly recommend to folks that, that don't want to partake in alcohol to try that. And also this week, like th- this is a good drink. Like there's absolutely, yeah, I, I threw some bourbon in there just a minute ago, but it's not dramatically different in any way. This is a great pairing with a cigar. So, you know, if you're looking for, for, for drink pairings with your cigars, but you don't drink anymore. I mean, that's sort of the whole point of this segment of the season, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we are, we do the leaded version because, you know, we always, uh, it's kind of our, our backbone, I guess, and we, we like to add some of that stuff in there. Most of the time, we just get to add bourbon. So, uh, I mean, I know you're going to do it anyway, so we may as well make it part of the show. But um, it's, yeah, that was the whole idea. And this was uh, some of the the folks, I think, uh, I'm not sure who it was. I, it may have been Castle Crew folks, but I don't want to say that for a fact. But uh, that brought it up to Randy, like, hey, we should do some some non-alc stuff. And there's a ton of recipes out there. Um my wife has a book and it's, it's actually for, uh, it's, it somehow uses the word pregnant in the title. Cause it's like for pregnant women because they want to have something, but they can't have alcohol. Um, but you can find a ton of these websites, like the one that we're using tonight, which, uh, I think I may have closed the window, so I don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I closed it. I'll find it in a second, but, uh, it's dedicated to, um, non-alcoholic mocktails. Like, it's it's a full website and they have they had a, a pretty cool little menu in there where you can it's like you get to choose the ingredients like what ingredient do you want do you want it to have uh citrus or tea or uh, apple pear like the, the different flavors that you may want and then it would it would sort all the, the recipes that they had <laughs> bob bob driscoll Barry, <laughs> that was def- he says that was definitely not definitely the- not Castle mm, Crew. Okay, not. It, it was somebody, and like I said, I don't want to speak because it was too Randy, not to me. Uh, but 
yeah, that website, I don't have to find it here. I will open it back up so I can tell everybody. Uh, but it's also on the, uh, the dojo verse, the zero proof.com. They have a ton of recipes. It's actually pretty cool. If you, you go by the ingredients, mocktail ingredients, and you're just looking it's like agave, apple, they have some with bacon in them, apparently basil, cherry, ginger. So I, I picked, bacon. Uh, bacon. Ooh. Yeah. Star, uh, star anise, sparkling water, peach, pear, strawberry, vanilla, tea. This is where, obviously, where we got the tea version. I picked a ton from this website, um, and we actually had to, to cut it back. I had 15, 20 recipes that we could do, and maybe we'll do another uh, another mocktail segment down the road. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're interested in that, you can find it. There's a bun- there's a bunch of stuff out there. Now, folks, uh, normally during the show, we would uh, open up voting to see who paired it better. But with, with Jordan being out at the last second, if you missed the beginning of the show, uh, producer Jordan, uh, the Wonder Kid producer boy, he's, he's at the hospital with Sarah. They're in labor with uh, child Jordan's number three. Well, Sarah's in labor, <laughs> to, be, to be really accurate. Uh, Sarah's in labor. So when, when we've scrambled to do the show tonight, me and uh, Matt is uh, joining us. Matt is uh, filling in for Jordan. And so some of the things we we're not as familiar with that Jordan does, uh, the trickery that he pulls off. So we're not going to do the uh, the voting tonight. So if you if you if you like if you like what we're doing when um, when I give my uh, final rating, you can give that a thumbs up. Or if you like what Robbie's doing when he gives his final rating, or Matt, you can click thumbs up. Just have some fun. But mainly, we're also interested in what you guys are uh, pairing. A lot of guys have already uh, already shared this and. Um, I think that uh, Robbie, that it's you get to the point where like we've tried, you know, we've done almost every kind of beer, we've done bourbon so many times, we've done scotch and and whatnot, and it really is refreshing to, because I think with you know it's kind of like think about this, Robbie, like when you're blending a cigar, like, um, and I've talked to blenders about this before, and they almost universally agree with what I'm about to say. It's fairly easy to blend with Maduro wrappers and Lijero because it's strong. Like you, you have the, you're, if you're going for a strong cigar, you can go, you can just go strong. But when you're doing a Connecticut or something lighter, maybe more mild that needs to be complex, that's where it gets difficult. And I think the same thing applies to drinks. Like it's sort of easy to pair cigars with bourbon. Let's be honest. I mean, almost anything goes with a, a neat bourbon, but when, when you get into taking away that strength, which is the alcohol, it, that's where the challenge comes in, is trying to come up with a pairing that's complex and fun uh, because there's no alcohol in it. So it is a little trickier. I mean, we had some, some bourbon that was non-alcoholic bourbon uh, recently, and it was, Robbie, it, it was horrific. I mean, terrible. And I, I, I don't... I'm not even going to say the brand because I don't want to. I don't want to beat up on them, but it was not good. But this that I'm having tonight, this recipe that you came up with, this is good. Like I'm really, really enjoying this pairing. Yeah, I, I've. <laughs> it's funny, when you said the non-alcoholic bourbon, and there's there's kind of a, a push, and I'm I'm trying to get Randy to get on board with doing some non-alcoholic beer um, uh, pairings. There are uh, a lot of breweries that are popping up that are doing non-alc stuff. And it's not just, you know, like a standard lager, like an O'Doul's or, or whatever. I mean, uh, non-alcoholic IPAs, porters, uh, you know, stouts, all that stuff. So it's not just your, your basic, uh, 
um, you know, American lager. They're, they're really going outside of the box and, uh, and still making these beers. I haven't had many of them. The ones that I have had have been pretty good. So, uh, but to be fair, I've gone on the maltier side. I feel like that would probably be easier to do, but, um, I don't know how you could do that with an IPA, but, uh, they're, they're coming more and more popular. So uh, we may end up doing a, a segment on those as well. Uh, maybe just a wild card episode because I don't want to hear Randy whine about it for four straight that, episodes. That would be tough to do four straight episodes on, but I would, I'd love to see a wild card. I remember my father before he passed away. Um, he had to, he couldn't drink alcohol towards the end there. So like, you know, back then, this was several years ago. I think the only ones that they're around was the O'Doul's and maybe one uh, one or two other ones. They they weren't very good. So I would be interested to see how far that's come since then cuz I, I I to be honest, I have not revisited that since then. And and what you're saying now is that 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 makes me kind of interested to see if they've, you know, perfected that or made it better, you know. Yeah, I'm curious. I- there's we have Bev uh, Bevmo uh, out here. Total. I know you guys have Total Wine, uh, or do you have Total mm-hmm. Wine? That was Vegas. Right? I think we have one. Do we have one? Uh, yeah, we have yeah. at least one. Yeah. But but that type of place, uh, Bevmo is same type of deal. Uh, the Bevmos around me all have a full section in their cooled or in their cold uh, cold uh, fridge, whatever in their refrigerator space. It's a full section of non-alcoholic uh, craft beer. Mm. Small, uh, small breweries, and that's all that they make. And it's funny, and this is kind of something we talk about as kind of a joke. Oh, I just thought about something, and I saw an ad pop up on Facebook. Randy and I were, <laughs> Randy and I were, were talking. We were, we were on the phone. We weren't even on Skype or anything like that, where it could have been recorded and played back somehow. We were talking about it on the phone, and then I went to Facebook, and I kid you not, the first ad I saw was for a non-alcoholic uh, brewery. Mm. It's creepy. I didn't search for it or anything. It just popped up. Uh, anyway, so someone's always listening. That's the bottom line. But uh, let's get into yes, let's these do. pairings here. Uh, Eric, I'm curious to see what uh, what you think about yours. I think I have a pretty good idea of what you're going to say. But uh, yeah, this is the, this the is audience. a great pairing. Um, I'm gonna. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say this up front and then I'll describe it. Matt, I will give this a a enthusiastic thumbs up. This Perdomo. Uh, double age, vintage, twelve year aged is perfect with this drink because this cigar has this unique tea flavor and honey, tea and honey. And now the the drink is providing some citrus with the the lemon, which not only does it go well, but it also sort of provides me a little bit of a uh, palate cleanser. Um, and so that's nice. Uh, the cigar itself could hold up to pretty much anything but right now the cigar uh Robbie it's it's the driving factor like this is this is the driving factor of this pairing the drink is a nice um complement to this pairing um i can't say that the drink is making the cigar better uh i could probably say that the cigar might be making the drink better um i'd say that this is it's a enthusiastic thumbs up for me but it this isn't this isn't a uh, uh, a wonder pairing by any means. This is just a solid pairing. Like this is one of those ones where, if I had some guys over that um, that maybe uh, you know were kind of beginner cigar smoker, not beginner, but you know uh, novice cigar smokers, this might be a really really great way to introduce them to a pairing. Um, it's not perfect. 
but it's it's very very good based on the complimentary flavor that I'm getting of the tea specifically the tea flavor in the cigar the tea flavor in the drink and then you add a little bit of of the honey flavor that's this very minute in my drink but pretty predominant in this cigar the honey flavor the tea and honey this cigar is all about tea and honey if you like tea and honey you're going to want this Connecticut um Perdomo. Matt, what are you thinking about your uh, uh, your Davidoff Dojo pairing? Uh, you know, I, I, it's almost exactly what you were saying. Like, the cigar is just so phenomenal. It's, like, perfect. The flavors are just there. They're full. And the drink is just, like, oh, I've, I need a little palate cleanse. I need a right. little rinse my mouth out. The tea and the flavors in the tea are, are subtle enough to match the cigar almost in a weird way that they don't, like, take away from the cigar and the drink doesn't really do anything to enhance either thing but it's nice to have it to just like in between every so often clean it up take right. a good taste what do you think robbie how's yours going with the diamond crown it's it's going really well this is definitely a thumbs up for me and it's but it's not for the reasons that i thought it was going to be oh. uh i thought that it was going to be kind of a honey vibe that was going to carry over but really it's the vanilla mm. and, and and the sweetness so i guess the honey is involved but so when you take a sip, and the first thing that I get when I take a sip of this drink is the aroma of the vanilla. I don't taste the vanilla as much as I smell it, um, and so and it's it gets in there. It's it's part of the part of the experience. Take a sip of the drink, then you take a puff on the cigar, and the finish on the cigar has that honey vanilla sweetness that kind of carries all the way through. And there's a little bit of white pepper spice on the retrohale, which is really nice. And the uh, the lemon is kind of a bright, like you said, kind of a palate cleanser uh, aspect. But I'm getting more than just than just kind of cleansing the palate. It's that vanilla that really kind of carries all the way through. Um, that is what creates the, the the complimentary note of this of this pairing. It's definitely very good. It's definitely more of a springtime uh, a springtime kind of thing, like you said, Eric, or you know, sometime during the summer, you know, sitting around uh, barbecuing or whatever, and you just you maybe you're, you don't feel like having a drink that day. You just want to have uh, something that's a bit more refreshing. Uh, this is the kind of pairing that I would reach for. Uh, it makes me feel like like for some reason this isn't. I know this can be a negative when you say like, oh yeah, I, I smoke that cigar on the golf course. But this feels like a very golf course pairing to me. You know the 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 iced tea with, you know, if I'm when I'm playing, I'm terrible enough. I try not to drink too much when I'm playing. Uh, and if you know if I just wanted to go with iced tea, a little bit of pairing, a little bit of uh, cigar to go with it. This would be a great pairing for something like that, too. It's just definitely a warmer weather uh, situation, but it's that vanilla that carries it all the way through for me. I think that maybe part of it is you you may have made a better drink than me and Matt. We were a bit rushed, um, and maybe we didn't get the, the proper amount of vanilla because uh, it's sounding like the vanilla for you is is a bit of a, a driving factor that maybe might have made the drink a little bit more comparable to the cigar pairing uh, based on what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it, it is definitely more of, uh, of an aroma than, uh, than resting on the tongue, but uh, it is, that's, that's the game changer for me with this particular drink. I've had Arnold Palmer's forever. I have them at the ballpark. I have them, have them at home. I make them, you know, I do all, I buy the Arizona one in the big jug, you know, um, but I usually cut that halfway with water because that's too sweet for me. Mm. But with this, adding that vanilla is what I mean. They they did it to mimic the idea of having bourbon in there, which I didn't really think of it that way. I just thought, wow, that's kind of a nice little twist. 
to the flavor. So that to me is really what makes this different than um, maybe it's the 45% alcohol that's in the, the uh, <laughs> in the vanilla. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, that's definitely what makes what changes it up for me and turned this into a really good pairing. I wasn't anticipating the vanilla being that much of a factor, but and maybe I'm just focusing on it because I'm so used to drinking this and that's what's different. But so what? It still made it. It's what made the uh, the experience um, more exciting for me. So. Now, Bill Powers, uh, Bill, if you're, I know you're watching, and I know you're smoking the Ferrotego Elegancia, and I, you said a minute ago in the comments, you said this is a phenomenal pairing. But Bill, I would like you to post in the comments on a scale of one to one hundred, how would you rate that Elegancia Ferrotego? Because I smoked that last week, and I'm still thinking about. I've been thinking about it every day. Since that show, it was so good. Um, so, Bill, you you post in there, um, and and also for all the the rest of you guys that made a, a pairing, uh, let us know was was yours a thumbs up? Was yours a thumbs down? Uh, I haven't seen anybody say uh, you know that they didn't like their pairing. Let's see. Or Barry says I didn't want to put vanilla in mine. Didn't want too much alcohol in mine. Okay, Barry, that's a lie. It's <laughs> a total lie. He's taking uh, it easy today. Oh, so Bill Powers says 95 plus. I would agree with that. That's to me, that's about where I would rate that cigar. It was so, so good, Robbie. Really? I Robbie, I cannot wait till you get to try those because they, it's finally you know, Robbie, we, we've been doing this for a long time. You've been doing it for the same amount of time as I've been doing cigar reviews and being in the media. And there comes this point where you're like, all right, like this is a really good cigar, but it's sort of like this cigar, and I've smoked so many cigars, and you're just you're, you're always like searching for something different, and you that doesn't mean that you you don't smoke new cigars that you don't like, but you're sort of just always searching for like that thing, you know, that next thing, and every now and then, like with the uh, Davidoff Diademus uh, Fifty was another example I can think of the original Don Ronaldo from Warped. Um, there's certain cigars that come along, uh, the hot 10 from, um, Illusioni, yeah. right? Like, um, and then this Elegancia, Robbie, can you think of cigars like sort of through your journey where you smoked them? I hate to put you on the spot. This is sort of not fair. I'll, I'll try to ramble on for a couple more seconds so you can think, but can you think of some cigars along the way where you were just like, okay, like this, this is a new fun and really, really good experience. Well, you named a couple of them, uh, the, the Hot 10 or Hot 10 or however you say it. <clears throat> that one blew me away the first time uh, that I had it. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's just a, a fantastic cigar. Um, another one that comes to mind was the first time that I smoked a La Polina Goldie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think it was the Lagoito number no. 5 was from like 2013 or something. Um, I still have a few of those actually. I found I, I have a, an unopened box of those it's stuck in the back of my humidor. I'm, I'm almost afraid to open it. I hope they're still okay. <laughs> those cigars are pretty old. Um, but uh, I did have an open box and I smoked one recently and it's it's so good and it was just so different for me. Um, and I remember one cigar that really got my attention and they I don't think they make it anymore and they haven't made it for a long time was the Camacho Triple Maduro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that from way back in the day. Those were never like never uh, super common, um, but that was that was one that when I smoked that the first time, I was like, oh wow, that's that was a totally different experience. And probably the first time I smoked the uh, the Magnon from Skip was because uh, that was a big difference for me too. Now, 
those aren't really the same kind of thing that you were saying, like that's just totally changed the game, but they were just different experiences for me. But yeah, the, the, the La Polina Goldie, I think, and the, the hot 10, hot 10, um, those were two that really jump out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of sad that the, uh, the Goldie isn't, you know, the, the same as it was because man, for a few years there in a row, you had the number two, the number five. Oh, I have, a, I have several unopened boxes, not of the number two, but of other ones in that same sort of era, Robbie, that were, were so good. I've got, I think I've got four or five of the number twos in my, in my humidor, just loose there that I've kind of been waiting to, to smoke. Another one I can think of was the, um, the room one, a one, one shot, the one shot, one kill, the yeah. original, the original. Oh, yeah. That was one, Matt, you were with me, Matt. Um, yeah. It was me, you, and Jordan in that my backyard. life-changing. And we had that cigar, and we were like, holy crap, yeah. like, this oh, is... It was one of those moments where we were all just, like, sitting there on, like, I think we were on a fire pit, and we just all at the same time looked up at each other and were like, wow, this is different, like, steak and just so good. Meaty and red meat yeah. and all that. Yeah, it was amazing. That's the fun of cigars, right? I, I guess it's... Yeah. It only makes sense, Robbie, that I mean these types of experiences don't don't come around every day uh, because if they did, then you, you wouldn't have those fun experiences. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you guys, the Ferio Tegos, you know, Jordan says the Generoso was lights out out of this world. I said the Elegancia. Now, I mean, neither one of us have smoked the other yet. So, but they're not cheap, but they are extremely good. So, um, anyways, if you can get your hands on one. Recommend you try them. They're fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to have to track them down. They check in their like $20 price point, right? 20 yes. bucks, 22. Yep, 21, yep. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's 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 hefty, but if it delivers then, you know. You know, that's the thing like there needs to there there's got to be those, you know, types of cigars where you go to the brick and mortar and you're like, I just I I really want to I'm going to throw out some money tonight. And I just really want to make sure because I've spent $20 on cigars before and been like, oh, geez, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, heck, I had a uh, $80 uh, Davidoff Royale, which was worth every single of dollar of that, you know, 80 That it, it was fantastic. But there needs to be those really high-end ones, too, because in a way, I think, Robbie, uh, it gets you excited about even lower-priced ones because it sort of, like, re- invigorates your spirit for cigars like every now and then you have this experience it's like you you know like i always i always sort of compare it to like go into the dodge dealership and you're you're gonna buy a dodge dart right but you you, you look there and there's a, a viper sitting on the lot and you open the door you sit in it and you're just like holy crap and then you get in your dodge dart and you're like this is the same thing, baby. It's just like me. It's the same thing. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with this, but uh, that's that's pretty good. And you know, it's funny. I feel that same way about when you find a good pairing. Yeah. When it's like when you find that pairing that is just there's it's just so perfect. Like if you when you pair anything with the Cigar City Maduro, right? Like it's it's abs. <laughs> <laughs> or according to Randy, anyway, uh, it's when you find that pairing, it's just like man, and it makes you want to try new stuff. It makes you want to try more. Yeah. Just like I'm saying, you you find one of those one of those expensive cigars. It's funny when I was with Mombacho, you know, we we uh, we had some success, and you know the the uh, Liga Maestro was a good cigar, and, and it sold well. Tierra Volcan, same thing. Uh, but when we released the 10th anniversary 
and the Cosecha line, and right. those were the the twenty one, twenty two dollar cigars. Like those, they just sold out so fast. And it's it's just funny to me that, um, and I think um, with uh, Ferio Tego, it's going to be the same thing, where you, you find those. It may be a new brand or maybe a brand that you don't really know that much about, but they, but it's a high price point cigar for whatever reason that gets your attention. It makes you more willing to try it, which is totally counterintuitive, really. Like you think that I'd, I'll try the six or seven dollar cigar and see what your what your bringing to the table, but if I see that you're making, you know, high end, ultra premium in that price point, I think, oh well, maybe you guys are doing something. I'll check this out. Right. And that's that's I think that's probably how I ended up smoking the the Goldies when when I when I originally did because it was the same kind of deal. You know, most La Polina stuff at the time was relatively affordable, uh, but then you know the La Polina line and they had like the family series or whatever they called it. Uh, those were, uh, you know, more of a, a high price point. So, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, that's that's a really good point. Now I want to go test drive a, a Dodge Viper. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe just asked when the new Dojo shirts are going to hit the uh, uh, the store. And uh, anytime, Joe, we, we've been trying to do that for like the last two weeks. This, this the new blue shirts are in stock. Just haven't had time to get him going. That'll happen soon. But uh, but Robbie, Jordan's I, fault. Uh, yeah, it's Jordan's fault. Let's blame Jordan because he's not here. Uh, yeah. Robbie, I got to say, man, uh, super jazzed about this this pairing combo. I think I I, I think I could characterize the show in that we all had a very similar <laughs> sort of experience uh, flavor wise. This may be one of the only times we've kind of all had the same kind of experience. Yeah, we all smoke pretty similar cigars. I think, uh, like, I mean, the cigars are, are different in, in amongst themselves, but the, we kind of living in the same flavor profile. Right. Um, and uh, I initially had said I was going to do this, and when you said you were smoking that Connecticut, I almost thought to change to do something a bit more rich because I think that something that's a bit more rich and spicy could work with this as well and mm-hmm. really highlight that sweetness. Uh, so I think this is pretty versatile as far as the drink is concerned to pair with. Uh, but you're right. We did. Uh, we did all have pretty similar experiences. Um, you know, we all enjoyed it, but I think we enjoyed it for slightly different reasons. But for the most part, broad strokes, we we had a pretty similar uh, similar vibe. Um, so what's uh, what do we got on Smoke Night Live this Friday? So uh, Friday we have Eric Bay from Black Star Line Cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they're a, a newer company, and so we thought it'd be fun to get Eric on the show. Now Eric spells his name A R I C, and um, so uh, Eric's a cool guy, man. We he was out here for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest uh, with a couple of his buddies, and they came to the dojo party. They hung out at the uh, hotel afterwards when we had the second dojo party. Super super cool guys. I think you guys are really really going to enjoy, uh, you know, listening to Eric. And what I really want to get from Eric on the show, Robbie, is what's it like, you know, being a a a a, a a new brand in this industry, in the climate that we're in right now. And he's done a really good job, uses almost all agonorsa leaf tobacco, I think at this point nowadays. And so we'll really get into, um, you know, everybody dreams, right, Robbie? Everybody dreams that someday they'll have their own cigar brand. Like, that. not that the dream of every cigar smoker? Well, Eric has done it. And we'll talk to Eric about that on Friday night and, and go sort of go through the process with him. Yeah, that's cool. I, I that was the first time I met them, uh, Eric, and uh, I he had a couple of guys with him, and their, their names are escaping me. But um, I spent probably about an hour chatting with them in the uh, in the dojo studio there at the night of the party. 
um, just a lot of fun to chat with those guys and to kind of pick their brains. And um, we were talking about marketing and stuff. So it was it was a, a fun conversation. Um, I think I had had a, a couple of drinks that night, so I, I don't remember exactly what we talked about. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun chatting with those guys. I still haven't smoked any of their stuff. I think I have some uh, from, uh, from the, uh, the event, but I haven't smoked any of it yet. So I'm curious. I'll tune in on Friday and uh, see if I have one. I can fire it up along with you guys. Um, next Wednesday, we are taking a break from the mocktails and we're going to something that we hardly ever talk about. Like we never talk about this stuff. We're going to talk about bourbon. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> right? So we've got, uh, <laughs> we are, we've got the folks, we got Bobby Newman from JC Newman is going to join us and we are going to be talking about horse soldier bourbon. Um, the, and we'll get more into the story, but it's if, uh, the movie 13 strong or 12 strong or 13 strong is one of those two, um, with, uh, Chris Hemsworth. It's about the, the, uh, soldiers that are over, uh, overseas and they, they didn't have, uh, I don't know the whole story. I haven't seen the movie, but they, for whatever reason, they had to be on horse on horseback, and uh, it's it's those guys that the movie was based on that came back, um, you know, after uh, after their time overseas and um, and started a distillery, and and they've got uh, it's three different uh, offerings that they have right now. They may have some like special limited stuff that I don't know about, but I know they have a like their their small batch, which I think is their like their regular version. They have a a um, a barrel proof. And no, small batch, barrel proof, and just their standard, uh, I think it's like 86 proof, uh, their standard uh, bourbon. So that's going to be next week. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Bobby Newman's so fun to talk to. I had never met him before, uh, before uh, the last PCA show. And Randy and I, we sat, we stood there with him for probably about an hour and just kind of swapping stories. He had such great stories to tell. I doubt he'll share some of the stories that he told us uh, at the show, but it was a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're going to be pairing with uh, some JC Newman cigars, uh, maybe the American, because it's going to be, it's the day before um, uh, Veterans Day as well. So we'll, that, that's kind of a nice tie in. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We may have someone from the distillery uh, joining us. I have not confirmed that yet. Uh, so we're kind of still checking schedules. So that would be cool. Um, but if they can't join us uh, this week, we might have them on at a later date. So um, again, that's Horse Soldier Bourbon. Uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere throughout the States, as far as I know. Um, I know that they are, uh, I think they're, I want to say they're based in Georgia, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking that, and that may be just totally wrong. But um, they, uh, I know that they have it here locally, uh, so I'm going to pick up a bottle. Uh, hopefully, Eric, you guys can get your hands on one. And uh, I'm thinking I might be pairing with the uh, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar because I did find one while I was organizing, and I love that cigar, so I think that would go pretty well. But we'll see. I know we've got the uh, the J.C. Newman American. You, you like the Yagua? Is that how you say it? Yagua, yeah. Yagua, I always say that wrong. Um, right. So we'll see. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, that's going to be next Wednesday. Awesome. Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Randy will be back uh, from his... Uh, the gallivanting session. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get Randy to uh, be on the show for the rest of the year. It's funny. I, I couldn't do any in like September and October. And now that we're in November, Randy is, uh, he's going MIA too. So hopefully we'll be able to get uh, the uh, band back together uh, on a regular basis. But uh, any final parting words of wisdom? Any word from Jordan? Have we heard anything? No, we, I, I asked him a little bit ago, how's it going? He said, very boring. So uh... <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Boring is good. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, how long does it take to have a baby? It's only yeah, like a half hour, right? It depends. Yeah. You know, it depends. It's pretty quick. Depends. It's like a 
sitcom episode? Yeah, it's just basically like getting a wart removed. You know, you just. Yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird thing to <laughs> yeah, that analogize. Was, that was terrible. <laughs> just just lop it right off. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Best of luck to them, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll hear more as that goes on. But uh, want to thank you guys for stepping up. Matt, thanks for stepping in to yeah, the, thank you, uh, Matt. Producer, ah, producer seats and doing such a great job. Other than like the lack of loud singing in my ear, I figured Jordan <laughs> was here. So he did, a, he did a fantastic job. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues. Thank you.